Brandon. Hey, oh, Johan Yox. Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast, bringing you your second dose of weird this week. We're going to finish off this week keeping it PDFG. Hope your week's been that same way. But if you're new, if you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. I am your head Hanyak, Gus. And we have got a full lineup for you today. Lots of good stuff. Actually, too much to go through. Where it's, I'm glad I'm switching to two doses of weird a week. Which, quick update there. We'll start with show announcements and or sponsorships. First of all, sponsorships. All right, thank you. That was a message from our sponsors. And then, second of all, show announcements. All right, we got, we're switching up the schedule. Now it is going to be Monday and Friday. You get doses of weird. So to start and finish your week with some PDFG weird um, to keep things light, keep things fun. Then we're going to do Wednesdays is all sports, everything sports. Now, let me know if you still want separate episodes for college football, NFL, and then now potentially NBA. And then once college basketball starts, or if you like one just mega-sode like I did this last week, send in all your thoughts. You can do that at theramblingviking at gmail.com or any of the other uh, handful of ways to get a hold of us, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. But uh, secondly, thirdly, whatever number we're on, potato, we are um, we have the Flamin' Hot Fiesta come up. That is the name coming up. That, and that is the name, that is what I, what I have dubbed, as many of you know, I procured some Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. And if that's a surprise to you or a question to you, yes, Flamin' Hot made a Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly what they did. Mountain Dew came out with the Flamin' Hot limited edition flavor, also like a cake flavor. They sold out, of course, instantly. But they, um, I was able to find some on eBay, got two cans, one that I can hopefully keep for 30 years. The other one I'm going to drink and ingest and see if it's any good. I don't think it's going to be. And I was trying to see how can I make this entertaining for you all. So I've asked for your input and I've got some good feedback. And based on your feedback, here's kind of what I've come up with. And uh, because I've been waiting to try and get more and more feedback and ideas from people and so, but time is running out because I got to try this Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew, okay? So, um, I think it would be perfect for uh, the season we're in right now, fall, Halloween is this weekend, so um, it's going to be, there's a, there's a, I think there's a lot of potential here. So, I'm going to, we're going to get it going and possibly sometime in the next couple weeks, you're going to get your Flamin' Hot Fiesta. So, be on the lookout, but here's what I've got based on suggestions that I've received so far. So first off is to taste test the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew, obviously. So maybe get a shot's worth of it and just do a couple initial sips, see where we stand, try and give my description review of it so you can feel like you're tasting it at home at the very same time. Then after that, here's the lineup. I'm calling this a Flamin' Hot Fiesta because we're just going to get a bunch of hot food and eat it to eat it with Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. So basically, I'm just going to melt my face off. And which part of me enjoys to do sometimes, but it is horrible every time. So that includes, obviously, Flamin' Hot namesake, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Both uh, do Flamin' Hot Cheetos and the extra Flamin' Hot, as well as, I don't know if you've seen this, Flamin' Hot Mac and Cheese, which is a thing, so make some of that. Then more recently, what have we seen? We've seen Ghost Pepper Chicken Nuggets from Wendy's and Burger King. So grab an order of... Each of those, and I have my lineup. If you know now what we don't have, so we have our sides, so chips and 
uh, chips and mac and cheese. And then we've got our main course, the chicky nugs. We've got our drink, the flaming hot Mountain Dew. So the only thing that we technically are missing is a dessert. So if you know of any spicy desserts out there that would just add to this to complete our meal, then uh, send them in and we'll see if we can get it on the docket. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that's like a spicy... Well, I'm actually, there might be some spicy candy now that I'm thinking about this. I think they had spicy Skittles at one point that were actually good. I enjoyed those. So I don't think they're still around, so we'll have to figure something else out. But so I'm going to work on some spicy candy or uh, an actual dessert and would love your input on that. So if you know of anything or if you know of anything else flaming Hot that I'm leaving out that we need to throw in here, um, we could also for fun do, I talked about the Doritos Roulette which is a, basically a nacho, a bag of nacho cheese Doritos. Some of them are hot, some of them are not. It's kind of fun, and it's a little bit uh, late onset, kind of like the injury feeling that we heard about from RG3 in last weekend's college football. But that's, that's the flaming Hot Fiesta in a nutshell. I'm going to video it. Obviously, I'll put it up, and I'm, I, I think I will put the audio up just as an audio only, but I will, I will upload it to Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube. If you're not following us on YouTube, go do that now. It's Rambling Viking Podcast. And there's only a couple clips right now, but that's really where I'm going to, as I build out clips and things, you can find them on the social media and YouTube, uh, as well as Rumble. I have an account, but uh, it's just so much to keep up with. But alas, I will power through and probably put it there too. It's also their, their interface is different and it's weird and it kind of just throws me off a little bit. But I... Uh, I will do that, and it'll be a video for you to enjoy, and I don't know how long it'll be. Uh, also, I would love, too, if if I got enough listener uh, question submissions, or um, we could make this like our own little Flamin' Hot Fiesta Hot Ones episode, where you guys send in questions, and as I'm going through this stuff, I have to answer questions, and it could be questions about whatever. It could be trivia, it could be questions about me, it could be you know, questions about you that I can just guess at. But if you want to do that, then, you know, email the show, text the show, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Follow, you go to the website and you can find every way to get a hold of us. Um, you can voice memo them in any way. I, I say that at nauseum, but I'm just trying to make it as easy as possible so you don't have an excuse of, oh yeah, I forgot he mentioned that. No, because I mentioned it 4,700 times in one episode. So there is no excuse. You say, actually, the whole episode was just him continually. He would say one sentence and then he would say, okay, now I want, here's how you can get a hold of the show over and over again. Wouldn't that be a fun little trope of an episode? See, who would listen to the end? Kind of like we always watch movie credits to the end now because freaking Marvel always does a post credits. And so now every movie, everyone has a little bit of anxiety at the credits when they want you naturally credits indicate ending. And you're like, okay, I want to get up and leave. And then you see people like kind of looking around at each other and I don't know. And what's funny to me is I've seen people that are just sitting there like, yeah, I'll just wait this out, this eight minute credits. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Google. Hello. Google it. No in credit. Cool. Um, or in credit. Oh, okay. I guess I'll sit through this, but I mean, just put it like right, right at the end, like do the end and then do boom post end scene, not post credits. Like, come on. But thank you, Marvel for all giving us <laughs> all giving us post credit anxiety after every single movie watch. I've been at home watching movies and be like, gotta wait for the post credit. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm on Netflix. I'm not worried about that. Also, I've already seen this movie. I already seen the post credit scene. Uh, but that's my little rant about post-credits. That was unplanned right here. That was spontaneous. You're welcome. We really rode the lightning on that one. 
All right, now moving on to our weekly recommendations. You know, I have all these ideas, like the game Will It Sermon, which died with the idea. Um, I had one good moment that I lived in real life, where I, because I, I, my friend had, um, we had talked about it before, and something I told some weird story. I told the Naked Panhandler story, and he was like, all right, Will It Sermon? And I was like, oh, geez, and it did. It did. It did sermon. I talked about basically... Um, Falling in, falling prey to false um, teaching, like falling into a false gospel because a lack of un, uh, of sound understanding of the scriptures and the message in the scriptures. Because the guy said, "We'll dance naked for a dollar." The problem is he didn't. The disconnect was he thought he was building out some kooky incentive that people would enjoy, but he there was some cognitive dissonance there that caused him to be in a place where it actually made people less likely to give him a dollar. And we talked about that. You can go listen to that episode. Uh, I don't remember what number it is. Uh, let me see. It's like 2.15 maybe. I just spit on my mic. That's disgusting. Uh, let's see real quick though. Let's pull it up. But uh, Will It Sermon, I want to bring that back, right? That was a fun game. And so if you have ideas, send them in. The problem is I can't play it with myself because anything I look at beforehand, I know. So I need you guys to send in your, um, just throw something around, you know, it could be a household item, it could be a person, it could be a situation, whatever, but you know, you could say little embroidered napkins, will it sermon, and I have to try and get a sermon, give a thumbs up, thumbs down, we'll see how we did, you guys can participate, I'll put polls on the episodes, so lots of fun stuff there, but yeah, the Panhandler's Marketing Guide is that episode, if you want to hear the full breakdown, it was pretty funny. I think I've, number 217, I'll see if I remember to put a link in the descriptionis uh, down below to that episode specifically, but it's not that far back. All right, so continuing on where I started somewhere, weekly recommendations, oh yeah, just RIP to all those good ideas that don't pan out being a every week or every episode thing. So, uh, Super Bowl 52, check it out, uh, best Super Bowl of all time. And it, w- w- what you're seeing now, too, anytime you see a little reverse pass back to the quarterback, you mean where he hands it to, it looks like they're running a reverse, and the guy actually stops and throws it to the quarterback who did the initial handoff, who is out in the right flat, hopefully wide open. Um, that is called the Philly Philly or the Philly Special, and every team and their mom has decided to do it this year, especially. Last year, you saw it a couple times. Now, I'm seeing it at nauseum and... Uh, but I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Just as long as it's called the Philly Philly. And we've talked about that, but Super Bowl 52 is where the original happened. And it was amazing, incredible. And it was actually funny because the Patriots tried it and failed. And the Eagles said, no, 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 this is our play Philly Philly. And now it's forever shrined in Super Bowl history and NFL lore as legend. Okay. So Super Bowl 52, check it out. Up high five. I have been on a huge kick about Pi 5. So if you are in an area that has a Pi 5, or if you find yourself in an area where there is a Pi 5, go and hit it up. Wondering what Pi 5 is? First of all, it's a great name. Second of all, delicious place to eat. It's personal pizzas. Basically, It's basically Subway, but for personal pizzas. And you can join there. See, their marketing team is pretty spot on. I, I recently joined their Circle of Crust, <laughs> which is their rewards program. And the fact that they're just not like Pi 5 rewards or like um, something like that, but they they call it their circle of crust, is like spot on. That's that's good marketing. That's whoever you're, you're paying that marketing person, they're earning their salary, right? Because we've talked about some, I have some, 
I can get some type of way about some marketing stuff. That's also old news. But they, uh, it's really, really, really good. And they recently came out with a stuffed crust, a pan crust. Um, pro tip there, pro tip there. They'll let you do this. Well, they've let, they've let my wife do it every time we've gone in. So it's like anywhere from like six to like eight bucks, depending on what crust you get and how many toppings you get. They have like preset options on the menu, just like Subway does, or you can just go totally custom and they've got several different sauces. It's great. Um, they've got, shoot, I don't know. This is just a commercial for pie five. If you have a guess, but that's a suggestion. Go check it out. Um, pro tip on them. If say you're not super duper hungry, but for like six bucks, you can get a slightly smaller personal pizza. You get the kids meal, right? So it gets you a small drink, smaller pizza, and you can either get just a slice of like one of their brownie or cookie desserts, or you can, for like an extra dollar, you can get a whole rack of cinnamon sticks. And so we've been doing that. And I mean, it's supposedly only for 12 and under. So you could just tell them you're getting it for your kid who's in the car. Um, remind them, don't worry, it's on, the AC's running. Ignore the keys on my keychain right here that I've been swinging in my hands. Those are just spare keys, I promise. But go check out Pi 5. And then finally, for all my Oklahoma City peeps, or those of you who might be in the Oklahoma City area, find themselves somewhere down around here. Um, my wife and I recently went to a awesome, awesome restaurant. Now, it's, it's pricey. That is the most I think I've ever spent on a meal. But it was great. That was Broadway 10, recommended to us by, uh, shout out Connor and Ash. Um, and they they went there for their anniversary, and so it's um, we decided to go there for a special date night, and incredible, and great service, great food. Definitely call and get a reservation, and um, that will be that, right? So, uh, but go check it out if you, if you have a special, um, occasion, special date night, something like that, you want to celebrate and you want to go have, have a fancy schmancy dinner, which I only do once every in a blue moon, um, go check them out. They're really, really, really good. So moving on to that's, that's this week's recommendations. I don't know what to do. Some kind of cool noise, but what have we got to talk about? What's the, what's in this dose of weird? Well, I was on a customer service call a couple weeks back. And you know how sometimes it's like an automated system, like you can hear, where it sounds pretty good. Like a lot of these robo voices sound pretty realistic now. I'll give them that, right? And so I'm, I'm calling. And it's like, okay, you know, state your first name and blah, blah, blah. And it sounds super robotic. And so it's clearly a robot, but they're trying to make him sound as human as possible. And honestly, like... I'm fine if it's a robot. I'm fine if it's this automated system because then that that means it's less likely you're likely you're outsourcing to these hubs over in other countries that then try and fake. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm Jeff from Kentucky, and it's like no, you're not. Um, your your English is about as good as a. Um, Let's just, no, that was almost really mean. I was going to say, you basically, you clearly know you're not. And you can just tell, right? Well, sometimes with automated systems, then you can kind of factor it out and then get to a customer service rep so it allows you to keep it local, which uh, I'm all for, right? So here's the thing. Here's where you lose me, though. If it's a robo people, just own it. It's robo people. Just say, hey, there's a robo person, and so we can best direct you to the best 
customer service rep because we just don't have generic reps, blah, 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 right? Just state that outright. Be like, I'm a robo person. Like, hello, I am Robot Shelby. Um, please state your first name and reason for calling. And like you do that, right? Well, on this robo call, when I would say something and say, let me check that. Let me pull that up. Uh, like whatever. Okay, yeah, you do have to process. I'd rather, you know, I'm I'm just... Look, let's just bluntly honest, right? Like just processing, processing. Or, you know, let me input that in the system and see. I'd be fine with that. Well, this thing would go, let me check that for you. And then you'd hear, I don't have a noise to do. And I'm worried if I use my keyboard, it'll sound like that. And then it just had like a keyboard typing. But it wasn't like, it was like, Ah, that's not a good noise. It was like, but it was like thuds, like a loud 1999 keyboard, you know, a chunky one, not like one of the smooth ones. Now it was like almost a typewriter. And, and the first time it happened, I didn't really notice it. And then I say something else, you know, I say, Oh, here's my date of birth or whatever. And it's like, okay, thank you. Let me input that. Let me pull up your account. And then it's like, and I go, hold on. This is a robo. This is a robot. Keyboards are for humans to interact with the computer system to put do inputs to get to the right place to navigate through the programs, the software, all that good stuff. Keyboards are unnecessary for the computer itself if it is taking in the information and processing it. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, maybe I was like, uh, part of me thought, oh, maybe I just like misheard that. And then next thing, and sure enough. And I just go, okay. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like baffled, also laughing, think it's hilarious. I'm going, they really, they really took the time to program in keystroke noises on a keyboard for this clearly robocall. So now I don't even know what to picture. Like I just picture a keyboard that's self-typing, I guess. Um, because it's definitely not a robot sitting there working at a computer. I'm just talking to the computer. It's basically an answering machine that's plugged into a computer. And as I talk into it, it works almost similar to this podcast, right? The words go in the mic, they go into the system, they get processed and they come out the other side into your ear holes. So, which is where we love to inject our doses of weird best place to inject your doses of weird straight in the ear holes. Okay. Um, you can do, you know, like if you wear your headphones slightly in front of your ears, if they're over the ear or whatever, um, you can do it through a speaker too. And, and just naturally some like, some people like to go all natural and let it, you know, get the ambient sound waves, i.e. like a speaker either in your car or just like a Bluetooth speaker. And then some people, some of you like to straight on the ears in straight direct injection. Okay. This is fuel injected here, folks. Direct injection um, into the ear holes, straight on the ears. That's all you get, and your focus locked in. Appreciate both of you. Both great ways to get your dose of weird. Both equally effective. The, effic- the efficacy, there's no doubt. It's not like this Corona stuff was debate versus vaccination, natural immunity, which one's better. No, no, no. Both of these are great. So stick with them. But anyways, keystrokes on a keyboard, which brings me to my next question. Uh, do you, what are your weirdest instances on customer service calls and, uh, and, or do you troll spam callers at all? I, I don't know. I'm not the type of personality necessarily troll them. I usually just hang, I'm too impatient. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's been maybe once or twice where I've done that, but, 
Uh, customer service calls, usually what happens is I say, I <laughs> one of the craziest ones outside of that, of the, <laughs> the keyboard strokes where I'm like, you're not, it's almost like a lot of these politicians nowadays with what they were doing, where they were like, and it's like, I know you're lying with the internet now when I say, hey, what about when you said this? And they say, I never said that. And you're like, here's the Twitter clip. It's all over Twitter. I have it saved on six different social media sites, plus downloaded directly onto my phone, and everybody in this room has immediate access to it. Like, at this point, when you're caught in the lie, just freaking admit it, but they deny till they die, right? And they, oh, no, you're just, it's out of context. That phrase has become so popular. It, oh, that's just out of context. And then you expand to the context, or it's a or it's a self, um, or, oh, wow. Or it's a phrase that on its own, it is, you get the full context, right? Like, this is a self-contained statement that, that doesn't require the extra context because not all of them do. And it's just like, you know, it's like, it's like, for example, I don't think we should build a wall. It's like, hey, so what about when you said you didn't want to build a wall, but now you're, you're, you're pushing funding and approving funding? I never said that. And it's like, well, here's this clip. Well, that's out of context. Uh, okay. And then you can maybe expand, but in general, the sentiment is the same, right? You said you were against something. Now you said you're for something. And I don't know. It's, it's just silly to me. Like how stupid do you think we are? And to think, Oh yeah, this robo robot named Shelly is actually typing on her keyboard. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it was too funny though. And at the same time, a little act, it was the weirdest, one of the weirdest, most unique, uh, emotional roller coasters I've been on. Right. And it's where you have, because on one hand, it was just, it was so stupid, it was funny. Like Napoleon Dynamite, Hot Rod, stupid and funny. Blades of Glory, all those good ones. And then at the on the other hand, when I was like, who do you think you're fooling? Why are we trying to do this? It's clearly not this. You're acting like one thing. You're portraying it as a person inputting keystrokes on a keyboard when this is clearly just a robot. And it's fine. I'm okay with the robot. I mean, I could have my own qualms with like, ah, robocalls are annoying, but... When they own up to them, just be a robot. Don't try and be a human here. Moral of the story is, kids, don't try and be something you're not, right? Don't try and go out there and be a better Michael Jordan. Well, unless you're Kobe Bryant. But go out there and be the best you you can be. Now, not to say you can't learn from other people, learn learn things to improve yourself, but do not try and just be someone else like me. I should not try and be Joe Rogan. Because I can never be Joe Rogan, and I don't ever want to be Joe Rogan. I'm happy being me. I'm the head Hanyak over here. Joe Rogan's not a Hanyak. Well, he is a Hanyak, probably. Honorary, at least. But he's not the head of Hanyak. That's me. He doesn't have the Hanyak horde behind him. I do. I don't want to graph that into that. This isn't a merger between two companies where now so-and-so is a, under the umbrella of so-and-so. Nah. I'm still going to be me. And I always want to be me. You're welcome. All right. Now, to close out show, <laughs> we're going to address one of my favorite... Wait, hold on. Did I miss something? Oh, yes, that's right. Speaking of something silly and context, where context matters and expectations, I was recently browsing uh, Yelp, you know, looking at restaurants, checking reviews on places, and I came across a review that was a classic... This is what I always hated. This is what I still hate about... And yes, hate about review culture, right? And I've talked about this before. Now that I'm, you know, I'm a Yelp elite, which really just means I get a cool badge and some free stuff occasionally, but I do enjoy it. 
is when you there's a regular mode and a review mode. So when I go into a place with the understanding I'm going to review it, naturally I feel I posit that we all become a little bit more hypercritical about every little thing because now we're aware of it, right? It's like before you owned uh, a before you owned a Nissan Cube, you didn't see any Nissan Cubes. Now you own a Nissan Cube. Guess what? You see a Nissan Cube everywhere you go. You see all of the cubes and it's kind of like that, right? But in a negative sense versus in regular mode. And this is, and this is what I've talked about too. And I think it's important when you were reviewing places, first and foremost, remove yourself from the fact that you are reviewing it and say, did I have a good time? Was it an enjoyable experience? Did it meet my expectations? Did it exceed or did it fall short? And were things that I'm thinking about for this review that to complain about, were they actually things that I would complain about if I were not reviewing? And if the answer is yes, then include them. If the answer is no, then you need to drop them off. You are going, you are, you are dipping into reviewer mode and getting caught up in the, in hyper analyzing your review. Not to say that there are certain places you should go and you should watch out for, like you go to a five-star restaurant, you should look at every little, it's five stars, right? You go to Chili's and I mean, look, <laughs> they may, they may bring you the, bring you, they may, when they bring the drinks, they may mix up you and, you know, your wife or your girlfriends or your friends and be like, Oh, you just got to switch it around. But to me, that's just, that's just, that's whatever. Like that's, that's not something, Oh, they mixed up our drinks. It's like, no, they gave, they just set my sweet tea in front of her and her Coke in front of me. We just flipped them around. Like that is completely innocuous. But if I'm in a five star place, maybe I think about mentioning it. Right. And also is it, I always want to give benefit of the doubt. Is this that one time where it happens, right? And you have to look at the whole performance, the whole experience and say, was there like a chronic issue of like mistake, 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 mistake? Or was there, uh, was it eh, just one little thing here, one little thing there maybe, and they were totally separate from each other. And, or maybe too, guess what? Waiters and waitresses have bad days. And are, do they seem to be rough, struggling? Do, do you need... Because sometimes, you know what you might have to be? You might have to be that person that extends some grace and extends a compliment, maybe leaves an extra nice tip because you see possibly that they're maybe struggling. They're a hot mess. And um, I think as, oh, I'd hate saying this, but um, no, I'm not going to say it. So, and, and so sometimes having to realize that, right? There's lots of factors to consider. You might say, I'm hyperanalyzing this, but here we are. Also, we're in the middle of a Norwegian goodbye, sort of. Not really, but... Anyways, my biggest pet peeve is when people lose all sight of that and they have a bad experience in part, in large part, sometimes totally due to the fact that A, they they drum up these crazy expectations that the world revolves around them. So many of these, and we all know the reviews, right? Where it's like four, four, it's like four stars, five stars, five stars, four stars, two stars. Well, first of all, let me tell you. And it's just like, okay, I know where this is going, buckaroo. And... We, we've all seen them before, right? But they're just these hyper-negative. And as you read through it, if you really read through it and go, okay, was some of that your fault? And what was your expectation? Also, it feels like maybe you were in hyper-review mode and you, you, you fell into the black hole of just being hypercritical of everything and you gave in to that side of us and you don't, you didn't actually just go in trying to have a normal experience because that's what a review should be based on. It's like a normal dining experience. Not, we're not, you're not a food critic writing for the food network. Okay. I don't know who you think you are. Joe, Bl- oh, Yelp elite. Yeah. I'm one of those too. 
And guess what? We're normal people who just really enjoy using Yelp. And so they designed this part of the community to highlight those people, right? And, and to, to interact and to help build the community and keep, keep Yelp going strong, right? And I think it's great. So this turned into a crazy rant, but I came across one of these reviews yesterday and I just want to use it as an example. We're going to break it down, use it as an example of how not to leave a review. Also, there are those sinister people who will say, let's leave a super negative review and let's get some free stuff. And to those owners and managers, I want you to be able to see through those reviews and respond accordingly, which fortunately in this example, guess what happened? The manager, owner, whoever, they did just that. And they were able to see to see that this review and explain the situation to them. Because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna complain about a super common complaint that we have all had, I've had at times, until I learned the truth about things and realized it's actually better this way. And so this is, you know, this is this is the way that it should be, right? So we're trying to figure out where to eat. I don't remember when this was, maybe a few weeks ago, something like that. But came across this, I was looking through the reviews and all, first of all, all of them were spectacular. And then you have this one that's like two and a half or three stars, whatever it is. And you're just like, you, oh, well, it's still got three stars. But I think we all know, I think Yelp too, like four and five are red and three is like this, like all, not, it's lighter than OSU orange. And you're like, Ooh, and then two is like yellow and you're like, Oh, and then I don't even know what one is. I, I'm sure. I think it's some like kind of burnt orange. Right. So Let's, uh, let's walk through this review and let's break it down and see why this reviewer is wrong. Okay. Because it's kind of now, sometimes I feel like it's one of those situations where it's like, ah, you you know, you're allowed to have an opinion and I'm allowed to have an opinion and I respect your opinion, but let me, my opinion is, let me tell you why my opinion is right. And you are wrong. (laughs) That's a, that's a common thing. Um, that's just a thought I have that too. It's like between opinionated people who are always right. And that's my kind of personality being a Hanyak, right? It's a Hanyak thing to do. It's like, we can disagree. And, uh, I respect your disagreement and your right to have that other opinion, that wrong opinion. I'll be, <laughs> Oh, that wrong perspective. But let's jump into this, right? So it was three stars. So it wasn't one star. It wasn't full scorched earth, which we've all seen those, right? So three stars and they say good, but not great. Glad we tried it, but won't be back. Okay, interesting. First off, make sure you make a reservation no matter what day or time you plan on going. And you know what I need to be careful of? I'm reading this with a lot of intensity. So maybe, and I'll only try and be extra intense if there's exclamation points. Most of these are just periods. We tried to make a reservation days before coming and they didn't have anything available. Okay, yeah, that can happen. That, that probably means, oh, it's a pretty popular restaurant, right? So we thought five o'clock on a Friday should be early enough to get a table. Okay, we're going to pause right there. So the first part of your experience going in is you call, let's say, so you got apparently wanted to go dine on Friday around five, um, you know, a not very busy time of the week, usually slow, slow period because um, for, for, for restaurants and service, they only maybe... They, they're at half staff during that time. They're, half their servers haven't even come in yet. You know, it's, it's a, it, that's a slow time. I think we all acknowledge that, right? So let's say it's Monday or Tuesday. Let's give you a good benefit of that. When you say days before, you didn't mean the day before. You call and say, hey, want to make a reservation for two and uh, on Friday. And they say, sorry, nothing available. So then you say, 
And maybe, maybe it wasn't exactly that time, but Friday evening, right? And they say nothing available. So you think Friday at five o'clock, let's break this down then. Friday at five o'clock, a popular restaurant that you couldn't get a reservation to. So your brain goes, well, that should be early enough, right? Because you're thinking nobody's off at that time. And I mean, that's my first issue with this. So (laughs) you look at that and say Friday at five, maybe like Friday at three or four. But I think once you hit five, I think that's your, you're hitting dinner prime time, five o'clock. Sorry. Um, there's your first mistake and strike and missed expectation there. Okay. Then, so it goes on, right? Got there at five fifteen on Friday. Okay. So first of all, you have a misconception about we should be, we couldn't get a reservation at this time. So maybe we show up an hour earlier, still in dinner primetime slot and we can get a, we can sashay into a table. And then you show up 15 minutes late, so 15 minutes deeper into the weekend dinner rush. Because I'll, I'll say this, this is, a, this is a popular dinner place, and so that's what you're getting, right? Apparently, they, I mean, they were full of reservations for a Friday evening. Nothing available. And so, I mean, I first of all love the skepticism of nothing available, yeah, whatever. Um, well, we're just going to show up early and try and get a table. It's like... How about pick a different day? Try and come back another time? (laughs) But let's go on, right? Show up 15 minutes late. So you can't even be on time. You're not punctual. Also your fault. So they got there at 5.15 on Friday, and there were only a couple tables taken. And the rest of the place was empty, but the hostess informed us all tables were reserved, and the only seating was at the bar. So that's where we went. Pause again. Okay. So you show up. Here we... I know you can see this coming. We can all see this coming. The classic person, the and I, I want to. On one hand, they're a hanyak, but they are not a part of the hanyak horde. This is a bad hanyak. This is an unrefined hanyak, if you will. Right? Real hanyak move of that we've all done. I've done this once upon a time, but I've since learned. You show up. There's there's seemingly enough tables, and you say. And they say, half an hour, an hour and a half. Sorry, there's no open table. And you say, what about all these tables over here? I see nothing but open tables. And what I wish they would always say, because to me, this never got said. This got said outside of that situation, meaning we were talking about that situation and someone brought up this point. And I don't remember who, where, when. It's been years, though. And and what, what, uh, what I would love for hostesses or whoever's, at the front doing seating to say is like, I'm sorry, but we only have, we have a ratio of server to table that we cannot exceed. We, so while we do have tables open, we do not currently have the staff to maintain our ratio of three to one, four to one to give you good service. So if you really wanted, we could seat you, but you might not get waters for 15 minutes. You may not get it put in your order for a half hour. You may not get your tab for a half hour after you're ready to get it because our, because that puts our servers in a bad position to potentially give bad service to make our restaurant look bad. Do you want that? Cause I don't want that. Right. And that's what I like to call knowing your limits. Now, I'm sure there are crazy scenarios where people are snooty or whatever, like, no, because what, but most of the time that's what it is. Right. Or, or like we'll see in this situation, all these tables are reserved, right? They're all reserved. 
And so reserved means that you have the right to that table and you don't know when that time could be. So first of all, come in, make it a classic freaking, apparently at a place that you couldn't call days ahead of to get a reservation. Let me just come back to that over and over again. So you show up Friday at prime time and then you show up 15 minutes after you were trying to get there and then you see all these empty tables. I can, I can just hear, I can hear the Karen in, and that's not their name, but I can hear the Karen-ness in this review as I'm reading the text. Let's go on though. <clears throat> so, but they went to the bar, right? So that's where we were. Through the course of the meal, which only took 45 minutes, we watched tons of people come in and then be turned away. Meanwhile, the restaurant remained empty. Okay, so now we're getting skeptical. Time to give you a benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were, maybe, maybe, maybe their policy is reservation only. And so even though those are maybe reserved for later, you cannot, um, we cannot have you sit there. So the only option is the bar for walk-ins. And that could be a particular policy at, say, a fancier restaurant. I could see that. I think that's reasonable. Also, though, I think your skepticism maybe at this point is a little bit reasonable even though you're not clearly already seems like they are going to lose a ton of profit. Here we go. I love when everyone starts saying, don't you want to make money? Don't you want people to eat here? And it's like, yeah, but if you come eat here once you have a terrible experience, you're never going to be back. I want people to come eat here week after week, day after day, recommend it to their friends. So anyways, we'll continue down this rabbit hole. Seems like they're going to lose a ton of profit from turning away customers for empty tables. I'm going to put sass on this because you can hear it in reading this. The food was okay, which by the way, I would say when you're pissed off and you get your food, a lot of times it's too late, right? The bridge has been burnt. Your taste buds are scorched, metaphorically speaking, and you're not having a good time because we do know it is part of the, part of it is just having a good experience. So, but definitely they said the food was okay, but definitely not the taste and quality you would imagine for the price. Okay, so here we go. So now, and which is fair to do. Normally, it's a fair assessment. You say, okay, was that worth the price? And then, but this is also kind of a subjective thing where it's like you say it's not worth the price. So I think it's good to have qualifying statements like, we don't think it was worth the price. This is my review, my, and it's not just, I don't like stating things as a, as a general fact that are subjective like that. Now, in, they're kind of inherent to reviews because it's my review of the place or your review of the place. So I can understand that, right? The service was outstanding though. There we go. The bartenders took great care of all their customers. And then they make a comment on one of their, one of the dishes. They said their drink, our drinks were delicious. The steak was cooked well, but the taste was meh. Sides were okay. So maybe you don't have a flavor profile for this place. Maybe it's not your place, right? And that, I think I think on a bad review like this where you just say, you know, maybe it's... Because I've had friends who went in and they tried a place and they were like, ah, they, they enjoyed everything, but the food they got was not good or they didn't, they didn't like. And so, and there's been places where I don't like the food. However, you can still, I can still give you four or five stars because guess what? I acknowledge that I'm a picky eater and that some people may like this food. So in the case that I don't like the food and not for bad quality or not up to snuff quality, but like, I just don't like this type of food. And because those are two different things. And this one clearly seems to be somewhat of a quality issue, right? They say, eh, you know, it just wasn't that flavored that good or whatever. I, I, I am going to say that, uh, my, my opinion on this uh, my correct opinion, if you will. Oh, man, that's Trey Kennedy's podcast. Such a good phrase. Anyways, 
my opinion on this is that once this experience has soured, the food does too and the taste isn't as good. Because you have to think about it. Say you've got a nice table, you're having a good time, food comes, you're ready for it. It's built that positive, kind of like in sales, how you have to make an emotional connection. Not necessarily so they'd make a purely, you don't have to trick them into getting overly emotional to then make the sale. But emotional connection or tying them to the product in some way where they can see themselves using it and enjoy using it almost always guarantees the sale versus if you don't make, the, if you just come in with logic fact and say, well, here it works. Can't you see? And you say, yeah, I see it works, but I ha- I feel no incentive. There's no feeling, no emotion there. And so, um, brief time again, I did knife sales and technically still do. So hit me up if you need some really good knives. Uh, they, that was one thing they taught us was, you know, really try and let them use it, a experience the product and then let them, uh, and show that, you know, it works and it does what it does. And I'm a firm believer in it. And, and, and then that I can really only sell things that I'm a firm believer in. Right. So let's recap before, because I think the, the manager, someone responded, which is kind of crazy. I've had some people respond to me and I'm like, Whoa, like, what? I mean, usually it's just a thank you. Cause most stuff is five stars, but there was one where it's kind of like, there were some, there were some drawbacks and they were like, Oh, we're so sorry, but come back in, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. We'll do that. Right. So let's recap. The, the, the summation of this review is good, but not great, but they are not coming back. So it sounds like though they, this was fine dining. And if I go to five star and I feel I got three star quality, I probably wouldn't go back either because those five star prices hit your wallet hard. So anyways, let's, let's go back. You, you tried to make reservation days ahead of time. No reservations. And, and I, I can only assume you were trying for Friday after five. And so you say, okay, let's say it was six, right? Okay, no, no reservations. And I've called to make reservation places and say, I want to make it for this evening. And if they don't have my exact time, they may have times around that. And they had nothing. So you say, okay, we're still going to go in at Friday. We'll go slightly earlier to beat the dinner rush, you know, because this is Chili's, right? Where they, people get in and out in 20 minutes. This isn't, oh, this is fine dining, which actually takes some time, which I'm not trying not to spoil too much. Yeah, so 5 p.m. isn't sliding in under the wire. And then you come in at 5.15, so you're late for that. And you show up to see the empty seats and you fall in. You let your brain just take you where it may. And you go, well, there's empty tables. And then you, while you eat at the bar, you see those empty tables never get filled. And you said it took about 45 minutes, so 5.15. So that's at 6 o'clock, which I don't know. I, I said there's maybe something to that, some merit to that. And then you make the stupid Hanyak statement of, oh, I thought you liked profits, right? So that's the review. Well, then we get a wonderful response from the business manager. And this is the right kind of response for the situation, right? Because a lot of times they're, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Come back, we'll, we'll take care of you. This, this one's more like, I'm so sorry you had a bad experience. Let me explain the situation, though, and show you where you're wrong. And I can appreciate this. They say, hi, blank. Thank you for dining with us and providing feedback. Yes, we do recommend making reservations, especially on a Friday and Saturday evenings when we're at our busiest. So first of all, setting the record straight saying, I agree with you, make a reservation, especially for those days because we're super busy. As the arc of fine dining service can take approximately two hours, we seat walk-ins according to our current reservations. So what she's saying there, if you didn't quite catch that, the arc of fine dining services, so saying it's common practice in fine dining, which we are, to to allot two hours 
for anybody who sits down to say, if, so if you sit down at five or five fifteen, guess what? They consider that table taken until seven fifteen, so or seven o'clock, right? For two hours, which means if you show up, anyways. Actually, I can't continue explaining, so we'll continue, right? So that's that's what she's saying there, and so they have to consider that with walk-ins against your current reservations. The and then I love this. The quote unquote empty tables you saw were in fact reserved for parties arriving within that time frame of your 5.15 PM arrival. I love this business manager. This person, she's killing it. Just and and doing it in what I would call a respectful manner, but still dunking on you. It's a respectful poster dunk. If there is such a thing. It's well, you know, it's really it's really not even like a dunk on, it's more of a, you're setting it straight, right? It's like you're sitting cockeyed here in the chair and the kid's sitting cockeyed. You go up and you straighten up, say, sit straight at the table. That's what they're doing here. And so there we see that they had reservations within a two hour block of their 515 arrival at all those tables. So even if it was a 630 reservation for say table eight, which you were, which would have been perfect for you, right? You were eyeballing, you said that one, there's all these empty ones, that one stuck out to you, right? You still couldn't have sat there at 5.15 because that table would then be considered taken until 7.15. And they, even though they weren't getting there until 6.30. So guess what? They can't seat anybody prior two hours, um, except for two hours prior to any of those reservations that were made, let's say, uh, before uh, between 5 and 7 p.m. or 5.15 and 7.15 arrival, right? And then... The response goes on. I'm glad you're able to, f- to dine at the bar. However, I'm sorry the items you selected weren't to your liking. If you'd like to provide more specifics, please reach me at blank. Uh, I'm, glad to ex- I'm glad you experienced our excellent service and hope to do see you again. Warm regards. The GM. And that is a GM that I salute. Hats off to you. Incredible. You took this dumb review. I don't even, what, what's the name for these reviews? What should we call these reviews? It's just a Hanyak feels like I'm disrespecting the term Hanyak because I use that as a positive as well. Uh, but I don't even know what, like, it's almost, it's just a classic crappy review, right? This week and how not to review review. This is my example. You, you hit all really all the markers, right? You couldn't get a reservation. So you tried to show up thinking that would somehow work. And then that didn't work and you got all mad and then you saw a bunch of empty tables not understanding that the reservations were full that night. So even though the people weren't there at that time, you were not going to be able to sit there because they are reserved. And then at the end of the day, you, and well, then that leads you to make some offhanded comment about, don't you like money? The stupid, uh, and, <laughs> and then finally close it out with saying, and you know what? And the food was just, okay. Well, I would say that you are just okay. If I were to review your review, I would give it one star. Actually, I would give it negative one stars. Because this review, because a bad experience review can bring merit to the fact that maybe they're not, maybe there are some serious holes in their system. I had a review of a place recently that was like that. This review, however, does not do that. This review only shows your personal mismanaged expectations and skewed perspective on the dining experience that you attempted to have and ultimately did have uh, using common, common tropes, I don't know what to call them, common misconceptions 
that we've all had, but most of us have grown out of because we've learned a little bit about the service industry, specifically when it comes to, you have empty tables, don't you want my money? And just the short-sightedness of the, the world revolving around you. So that, folks, is a review uh, of how not to review. Those reviews like that taint good reviews and good ratings of other places. So just be mindful because I know we're all attracted to the, okay, what's the bad experiences like? Because, and I always look at them because it's important to read these reviews that A, well, and then it's important to read these reviews to see, okay, was this person a bad reviewer? Do we have, do we have a little, uh, I guess and call them spoiled brat who thinks the world revolves around them and when it doesn't go exactly according to plan it's the worst situation ever or do we have someone who is being reasonable and saying look these bad things happened and they were bad and so that's why i have to leave this review but maybe i'll give it another chance do we see someone being reasonable and say are they objectively like it is objectively bad like our food took half an hour to get there and was all wrong or our food came cold like those are objective things and unless you order cold food and then you complain about it, that would be a whole different story. But it's important to look at that and say, okay, we're, did this place actually have some slip-ups or are you just being a hanyak about it? And this, so this, this will be our hanyak of this episode, maybe of the week right here, uh, goes out to this Yelp reviewer. But then our goat of the episode, our, our hanyak in the positive sense, holding it down, uh, the head hanyak at this establishment came back and set that record straight and just educated this woman. And the sad thing is this woman probably looks at that and probably scoffs and probably goes, Ugh, we're still not ever going back because you know what? You're a bit of a hanyak and when you're upset, it's hard to admit that you were wrong and maybe go, oh, okay, that makes mm. sense. And sometimes too, you have to initially get upset and then maybe later you come around to it. Uh, that's how I am a lot of times, you know, initially I'm like, what? And then when you think on it a little bit, you're like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe they're right. And you eventually your conscience gets to you and you're like, your conscience gets to you and you're just like, man, okay. I was, I was wrong. I was an idiot. I was a Hanyak, whatever. So that is the Yelp review on how not to Yelp review and why those are the types of reviews that give Yelp a bad name or reviewers a bad name. Don't be that person. All right, time to close it out on a really fun note. So Norwegian goodbyes. We've talked about this, mentioned them maybe once or twice before. And if you don't know what a Norwegian goodbye is, it's something that uh, us Nords tend to do. Basically, it means in summation, well, if you listen to this, you've heard plenty of them. It says when we go to say goodbye, that process could take anywhere from five to fifty five zero minutes <laughs> because we have a few more things to say and we don't want to leave them unsaid also, sometimes it's like, well, good conversation is good conversation. It's hard to say bye to good conversation. Am I right? And I know I've mentioned before, too, how it would be funny if someone tracked how many, um, you know, how my Norwegian goodbyes did. Where from the moment that I say, all right, time to close out the show, time to shut this show down, time to end the episode, whatever, to the episode actually ending and getting to a conclusion. And guess what? We had a listener do that. I was talking to her the other day and she goes, oh, here, I've, I've, I've been tracking some of your Norwegian goodbyes. So we got our listener, Rachel. 
She tracked just a few of the recent Norwegian goodbyes, and I hope she continues to do so and keep us educated. And for me, my marker is five minutes. If I can close out a show in five minutes or less, I feel like that's a successful Norwegian goodbye because there's no getting around the Norwegian goodbye. There's only corralling the, the, the goodbye itself. There's no really, it's going to happen, folks. I, there's too much to say, and then my brain just keeps going, and I say goodbye, and I say, well, I forget this thing, this and that and the other. So anyways, here is my recent track record on my Norwegian goodbyes. And I'd say I've been doing pretty good, So, uh, but I'd love to know what you think. Here is the list of your Norwegian goodbyes for your podcast. Episode 226, you said you were ending the episode at 4 minutes and 22 seconds. Episode 227, you said you were ending the episode at 5 minutes and 53 seconds. And episode 231... You said you were ending it at 2 minutes and 49 seconds. Well, first and foremost, I want to say thank you, Rachel, for bringing those statistics. Keep them coming. There might be a gift card or something special in the future for you. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my butt there. Um, I'm just (laughs) talking off the cuff. I don't know if I can afford to start giving out prizes. We'll see. There's something, right? Uh, So that was three episodes, and... It was recap 422, 553, and 249. I averaged those out. I hope my math is right, but it was about four, for an average of four, uh, about four and a half minutes, or not quite. Uh, That's in the decimal. I'm not going to worry about, but a little more than four minutes is my average right there. So successful on two out of three, I'll take it, but... Right, so anytime you hear me say, all right, let's, you know, time to wrap it up in the show, whatever, uh, be careful when I say, like, maybe it's time to close it, you know, start my closing card, but first of all, like, when I try and, if it sounds like I'm trying to end the show, write down whatever time stamp that is, and then see how long the show actually ends, or you can just look on your little thing and say, oh, there's four minutes left. I know one time I think Connor said, he was like, man, one time you said, all right, time to close it out, and I looked, and there's like seven minutes left, and I was like, yeah, that's probably more episodes than not. I'm trying to do better. I just learned how to close it out, just rip the band-aid off in the show, right? And that's what we're working on, so I'm going to keep this one under an hour, so Ding, ding, ding. Norwegian goodbye starting now. All right. But that does it for this weekly dose of weird injected directly into your ear holes. Hopefully it helps you keep it PDFG because that's that's what we want to do here. I don't know. I haven't come up. I haven't fully finished that phrase. But anyways, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned how not to review. Don't forget about our flaming Hot Fiesta coming up right now. It's a pretty staunch lineup. And be the, the bell of the ball is the flaming Hot Mountain Dew. We're going to see what that's all about. Going to try and drink the whole thing. Possibly chug. If enough of you say, I want you to chug that, then I will try and chug it. But I need that feedback from you guys. Right now, it's just going to be a flaming Hot Fiesta meal. flaming Hot Mountain Dew, Cheetos, the extra hot Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Flamin' Hot Mac and Cheese, then the Ghost Chili Chicken Nugs from Wendy's and Burger King. And then if you can find me working on a dessert, that's what we're going to get, though. We're going to light it up, do a video. It's going to be a ton of fun. Be on the lookout for that in the next couple weeks. More updates to come. Uh, don't forget to go watch Super Bowl 52. Go eat at Pie 5 if you haven't. And if, uh, if you are near one or find yourself near one, uh, OKC peeps, go check out Broadway 10 for a special occasion dinner. It is mm, second to none. Now, be prepared to pay. Let me say that. You will pay, but it is worth it, right? It's one of those really, like, 
really, I've been to a couple fine dining places in my in my time, and that is that one might might have been the best. Not just food quality. Food quality, I would say, was on par, maybe a little bit better, but really on par. And so, what put it over the top was just, I mean, the service and everything was was acts absolutely stupendous. So I haven't been to all the places though. Uh, don't forget, don't be that Yelp reviewer. Uh, try and keep it objective. Don't check yourself at the door. All right. At the door of that review and say, am I, is this, is this a reasonable standard or is this, I was having a bad time. Things didn't go my way. And, uh, and my expectations were messed up or was there actual fault potentially on the restaurant side of this? Is this warranted? Would I feel this way if I weren't, if I knew I wasn't going to review or in the review process, right? Uh, what weird customer service experiences or annoyances have you had in your lifetime? Like with me, it was the keyboard clicks when it was clearly a robo call. All right. So, but I think that is all the announcements I need to get to. Don't forget to send in any and all suggestions. You can email the show. It's the rambling Viking at gmail.com. You can find us the rambling Viking podcast on Facebook, Instagram. That's where I post all the newest episodes when they drop and any other updates. You can leave a voice memo either through a link in, in the website, or you can send one in, you can text it in, email it in, just record one on your iPhone, their quality. I've done the, the, the crazy Kyle biopod was all done on iPhones. You just Put the butt close to your mouth, the bottom of the phone, when you're talking to your voice memo, and maybe a fist or two fists away, and it sounds great. So that does it, though. Hope you guys have, uh, hope you ride the lightning this weekend, and it is PDFG for you. We will see you next time, Monday, for some more, for next week's dose of weird, first dose of weird, first jab of weird. I'm following the Pfizer, I'm following the COVID vaccine model. Two jabs, okay? We're not just good enough with one. The one gets you partial efficacy, right? That one dose of weird kind of gets you, can get you most of the week, but it starts to wane around Thursday. So that's why Friday morning, we got to hit you hard with that second dose of weird to get you Uh, through the rest of the week and the weekend. So we'll see you here next time, though, for Monday's Dose of Weird coming at you next week. That's redundant. All right, that's enough. This Norwegian goodbye has gotten out of hand. All right, this is your head Hanyak. Thank you for part of being being a part of the Hanyak Horde. If you're new here, um, thank you for joining the Hanyak Horde. We hope to uh, continue to grow our ranks. Bye-bye now.